Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Workflows and Espressos. I cannot believe that we are on episode four. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like maybe I'm I'm a born podcaster. I was going to say natural, which is absolutely not true, but I feel like I've been doing this for a while. I'm super excited to be back for episode four. Today might be my favorite episode so far. It is titled, and hopefully this will get you really, really excited for the episode because today's episode is titled Steaming with Technology, Tools for Operational Efficiency. And I'm going to give you some tools today. We're going to talk just all the tools, left and right tools. We've got a lot to unpack here and not a lot of time to do it, so let's get started. First thing that I want to say, I do not have a coffee right now, but I have had a significant amount of caffeine today. Like the heart rate is high. I just got the aura ring. It's letting me know that my stress levels are not where they should be, which I also feel like it's telling me what I need to be feeling every single day. Like I'll check it and it'll say like, you slept amazing last night. Go get it. When I feel really tired, but it's honestly helpful because then I think to myself, like I did sleep good. I think my aura ring's gaslighting me is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I'm feeling great. You're feeling great. Did you know that studies indicate that amenities, which includes coffee, can impact hotel reviews by up to 20%, which I do think applies to the short-term rental industry as well. And I talked in episode three about how we provide our guests a small bag of coffee when they check in. And we also provide them a $5 gift card to our coffee shop. But I think it's just I don't know. Coffee is something that really, and tea, if you're a tea person, which like obviously you know that I am, connects people all throughout the world and especially in the hospitality space. So I feel like that was a fun, exciting, and happy fact to get us started for today. Let's get into it. I want to talk to you about the latest tech trends. Three that are really top of mind. The first one is not necessarily a trend, but more so something that I've noticed in the last 18 months in particular, and you have probably all noticed because your inboxes are consistently clouded with thousands and thousands of vendor emails. There are more vendors in the space now than there ever have been. And I'm particularly talking about the short-term rental side where you go to a conference and there are five to one vendors to property managers, which can be helpful if you're looking for technology Not so helpful if you're like me and you just really like to buy things and you don't necessarily need things. That more so applies to clothes, but can apply to technology, especially when it's just in your face all the time. So this, there has been a massive increase in vendors in the space. And I think this is due to like a couple of reasons. Number one, there's more private equity money than ever in the short-term rental space, which is a great sign of health in our industry, but it's also just we are inundated with sales emails. And every single time you check your LinkedIn, you have 15 messages from a vendor trying to sell you something. And I think it can almost make you sit back and think like, am I doing the right thing? Do I need more tech? Am I not the most efficient I possibly could be? What if I'm not using AI the way everybody else is using AI? I think it's something that we've all noticed. There's an increase of vendors, good thing, but also can be overwhelming. With AI being said, just the the word being said, everyone's eyes like start twitching, whether in a good way or a bad way. Today, I really want to talk about ways that you can leverage AI that you 
either might not have heard of already or are simple that don't require you to use or go out and buy additional tech. And then I also want to talk a little bit about like smart technology. That is definitely a trend, not just in this industry, but in every industry. And so I was trying to figure out like, what does smart technology even mean? And I will tell you what it means. It refers to systems, gadgets, or solutions that utilize advanced computing capabilities, typically involving some sort of artificial intelligence. That is the actual definition of smart technology. I feel like everywhere you go, it's like smart home technology, smart automation, smart thermostat. Like, what does that even mean? I still think of like smartphone, like iPhone versus flip phone. So is smart home technology or just smart technology worth it? There is one company that I think is, and I am excited to talk about them later on. No, they're not sponsoring. I just really like them. I feel like an influencer when I said that. Influencer always like, this isn't sponsored, but I swear Burt's Bees is my favorite chapstick. And this is how I feel about this vendor. And we're going to talk about them. Okay. First things first. V1 level one of technology, if you are in the short-term rental space, is a property management system. Don't even think about AI until you have a property management system. Whether you have one home or whether you have 50 or whether you have 5,000, you need a property management system. There are a whole bunch out there. There are also many people that build their own. I have a hot take on that, which we'll get into. But... I would consider your property management system to be the one piece of like non-negotiable tech that you need. It is worth it no matter what. It is not an ancillary software that you can add on as you get things going. This is without a doubt the one thing you need. I have an important interruption and it is to discuss AirDNA. So AirDNA's for sale properties feature. Let's talk about it for a second. AirDNA now has a properties for sale functionality where you can find available properties for sale and see their earning potential directly within AirDNA. You don't have to leave. You don't have to go to Zillow. You don't have to go to Excel. You don't have to combine 15 sheets. It is all right there for you in your AirDNA dashboard. Essentially view this new functionality like Zillow for short-term rentals. If you are ready to sign up for AirDNA and take advantage of these incredible features, go to airdna.co slash workflows and espressos and use the code workflows for your first month free. See you there. There's a little checklist of things that I think your property management system needs to have in order for you to move forward with it. Like I said, there are a lot of great partners out there. It's, it's now more than ever I was going to say easy to choose one. I know it can be overwhelming because analysis paralysis with the amount of choices that you have out there, but there are honestly so many great property management systems that you should be able to find one no problem. But there are also a lot of smaller companies that cater to smaller companies that might not have the robust functionality that you want, especially if you're setting yourself up for growth. So four things that you need to ask yourself, does my property management system have? And that you should ask yourself before you move forward with it. First thing, reporting. I think robust reporting is arguably the, okay, I say this every time. It's not the most important thing, but it really is important. It's worth being on the list of four things. Robust reporting, what I mean by this, can you report on what you need to in order to make your business function and make the core decisions that you need to make that are backed by real actionable 
trustable data. Does your property management system have that? If the answer is yes, and it's easy to pull and you can export it and manipulate it in a way that makes sense to you, I would consider that box checked. If you have confusion around what reporting it needs to have, I would say that your property management system should have a broken down list of guest and reservations reports, of accounting reports, operational reports, reservation and revenue management reports. If you have all of that information that's located in this one source of truth, which ultimately, no matter what ancillary software you're using, it will need to plug into your property management system. So as long as you trust the data there, you're good to go. The second thing, the ease of use. Does your property management system have the reporting functionality that you need, but is it also easy for your team to navigate? Your property management system should make your life easier and not harder, and it should help you get your shit together. So think of your existing system right now if you don't have a property management system or if you do have one that you're unhappy with. There is likely a list of items that either the software doesn't have or things on your day-to-day list that aren't any easier. Make sure that it is checking the boxes that you need it to check when it comes to making your life easier. No matter what, your life should go from, hey, I'm unhappy with this or hey, I don't have a solution to, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I signed this contract and that we're moving toward this property management system. It is going to make my life so much easier. There is a caveat there. Switching from one property management system to another is likely the most painful process that I can think of when it comes to honestly just like vacation rental life in general. It is a very difficult and lengthy and laborious process both for you as the business leader, if you are, and for your team. It is really, really difficult and you want to make sure that you are picking the right tool and it's a decision that you're most likely going to want to make and stick to for at least probably two years, especially if you have a significant number of units. There's so much data validation that needs to happen. The implementation timeline of many vacation rental property management systems just is very long and lengthy and can cause you to spend six months transferring data over. So make sure that you feel really comfortable that it is going to make your life easier before you make that switch. The third thing, no matter what, is have your teams buy-in. When deciding to switch or to implement a property management system, make sure that your team is vetting this software with you. These are the daily users. These are the people that are going to come in every single day, log in and be on until five o'clock at night or the people that are going to be using the software overnight when you're out of the office. So yes, it needs to be easy for them to use and understand. Of course, there's going to be a training curve and a learning curve there involved, but is your team bought in? Are they excited about this switch? They are going to, you are going to need them to help you make this transition, get all your property data loaded. Understand you're going to need your team leaders to train the rest of your team on this software. So are they excited about it? Do they understand? Have you been transparent about what this implementation journey is going to look like? And do they know that it's going to make their life easier? And is it actually going to make their life easier? I think they, before you, should have the opportunity to have a say and if they think this would or would not be useful to the business. 
that's probably a hot take, but I do think it's true. Like ultimately, they're the ones that are going to be on the in and out, right? Like we use a software system and I am not a daily user whatsoever. I did get a say and this is what I think we should switch to. And this is why I think it's important for us to move forward and how it's going to move our business. But every single team did a demo of this product and said, yes, I do think this is going to make my life easier before we signed on the dotted line. Okay. Fourth thing, this is what most people would probably say is without a doubt the most important. Does your property management system have a robust trust accounting module? Kind of speaks for itself, but a lot of property management systems, especially the smaller systems, do not have a trust accounting module. And I think it is incredibly important, especially if you are in a very strict state when it comes to trust accounting. We live in Wyoming. We have a very, very, very strict trust accounting rules. We have a system that takes care of all of it for us. We can reconcile very easily at the end of every single month. We know our advanced deposits compared to what we have on the books. And that is very, very important when it comes to picking your property management system. When I think of a lot of companies move forward with the property management system, larger companies in particular, because you want to consolidate your existing tech stack. That is certainly one reason why we switched our property management system a couple years ago. When consolidating your tech stack, I think it is very easy to get in this tunnel vision of we will not move forward with any other software. We are going to make our property management system work. I think the one caveat to that is on the operations side. This this is, I'm laughing because Breezeway is a sponsor of the podcast and I love them so much, but I do want to plug Breezeway because I think no matter what system you are using, it is worth paying for a system that helps mate your operations. Okay. Do I think that it is worth moving to a property management system that can consolidate your tech stack as much as possible? 150 thousand percent yes without a doubt I, I, that's the purpose for a lot of reasons with a property management system right is to make life easier and to consolidate what you already have so you don't walk in and all of a sudden you notice that you have 15 different softwares and your reservations team is going to walk out the door because they have to look in five different places just to let a guest know if they can check in early or not i do think the exception to that is on the operations side and the reason i say that is because Maintenance and housekeeping are logistically the most complicated when running, especially an enterprise-level vacation rental company. Software that automates those operations like Breezeway does make a significant difference. I have been a Breezeway user. I joke with the team that I might have been the first user. I, that's obviously not true, but I do think it's been like seven, eight years. It's been a long time. And with both companies that I've worked in, in the vacation rental side, both Breezeway users in two very different markets, two very different unit counts, we have seen significant impact utilizing Breezeway to automate our operations. And it seamlessly integrates with so many different property management systems that it really doesn't matter what you're using. It will make your life easier. It's so funny. We recently had a roundtable with a couple of operators in the space in like very, very, very different businesses, having very different business models and very different locations. And 
the one tech that stood out this year, which I would consider to be life-changing, was Breezeway. And no one was prompted with that information. So just helpful. If you don't have something that is helping you on the operations side, I do think that it is worth exploring and can benefit any company. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Shooting the Breeze. We are going to breeze through some tips and tricks for property managers in just 90 seconds with my gal, Corinne. Corinne, thank you so much for being here. Okay, so I've been a Breezeway user for a very long time. I like to joke that I was the first ever Breezeway client, which we have not verified, so I guess I cannot commit to saying that. One thing I want to ask you today, a big hindrance to us wanting to introduce new technology on the operation side or even just like something we were afraid of was how it impact our boots on the ground staff, particularly those where English is not their first language. So talk to me about the implementation process and how it can actually make life easier for your staff that is boots on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a couple of things. One is that we've spent a lot of time making sure that the app uh, is really user friendly and and that also you know takes into account the language perspective. So our mobile app is actually translated into at this point in time ten different languages as as a whole. And then we also do translation is, of our requirements for up to about ninety different languages. So wow. the entire app can be in ten languages, but then your specific requirements of like what you need to do at each task can be translated for up to, you know, a very large number of, of languages. So really trying to take into account of those folks who, who don't have English as a first language, which is, is really helpful. But then additionally, you know, I think when you start to look at that, there's other ways that we can help with that, which are also around like photo verification and providing people with the ability to see like, what should a room look like? Because I think so often the idea is not that you go into a into a room and into a home to, to clean it or to service it and say like, I'm going to not put the pillows back on the bed where they're supposed to be. But it's, I've been in 10 houses this week and I don't remember that these pillows go in this room. And so by having those photographs and being able to see those, you actually know that these are the pillows that go in this particular room. And so we really try to make it easy for people to do their jobs and and put the right things into the right rooms at the right homes. I'm sold. Perfect. Listen, listeners, that's all we need. Sign me up. Just kidding. I've been the first customer, okay? I've been signed up for a long time. If you are interested in diving deeper into some Breezy solutions, go to Breezeway's website and make sure you go to breezeway.io slash espressos for $100 off. And we will see you next week for another tip. Thank you. Okay. Let's get to the real meat of the operation, all right? The real, what do they say? The meat and potatoes, okay? The meat, the real, the ball buster. That's not the same as the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about AI, okay? I know you wanted me to talk about it. Everybody thinks about AI all day, every day. So it was important to me as we talked about AI in this tech episode, I mean, we obviously had to, that there was useful information given. And the first thing that I really wanna say I think, and I spoke to this earlier, there were so many new vendors that came out of 2022 and 2023 and private equity money and new ideas and just the spotlight that's been on our industry. But I think that we are fortunate that there are already tools that are assisting with incorporating AI into your business, especially on the guest experience side. So many of them were at VRM 
VRMA and they were the companies that I was looking at because I am just like everybody else and trying to ride this wave of not incorporating AI just for the hell of it, but making sure that it's intentional and helpful and adds to our guest experience. So I would encourage you, if you're looking for a way to leverage AI specifically on the guest experience side, to do some research because I think there are some really great tools out there. Or if you're just like, listen, gal, I'm a chat GPT ride or die. Okay, you're going to that's just what I'm going to be using. And I'm going to let these companies ride it out and ultimately pick one in a couple of years once they've been around for a little while or once a couple of my friends sign up. I'm just a chat GPT person. Then I've got some tips for you. Okay. So like you, I'm sure, I started with chat GPT first with just assistance with blog posts or responding to guest reviews. And now we have really started to leverage the data. We do use the paid version of ChatGPT, not the company version. Our employees just have like individual accounts, certain employees. We have been utilizing ChatGPT to read bulk data that we are exporting from our property management system and other tools that we utilize on the revenue management side. So one thing that it's been really, really helpful with is analyzing data trends for us. So, for example, say owner X writes in and they're super frustrated that this year they booked spring break week A for $1,000 and last year they booked that same week for $2,000. We are able to export data through our chosen data source, upload it into ChatGPT, and essentially say, like, can you please write owner X for us and let them know, one, what you're seeing, and two, how we're going to be able to move forward with this owner and still meet their expectations for their goal and explain to them that it doesn't really matter what you book week A for. It's about the entire picture. ChatGPT is able to analyze the data, put a response together in the tone that we want it to, and shoot it off to an owner in under 10 minutes. I think it's important to understand like it still involves knowledge from our team to read through these responses that ChatGBT is providing and make sure that the tone of voice is correct and that what it's seeing in the data is what we want it to portray, right? Like we have all the knowledge, but there are so many times, particularly during booking season, where we just get bogged down with owner emails and to have something that makes that data analysis and explanation to these owners faster and more efficient has been a real game changer for us. We also have been utilizing it to help us write our monthly newsletters that we send to owners and do data reviews with. And that has been a huge game changer. Again, like we're looking through this data and we're parsing out certain things that are not worth including. But I find it to be like a relatively massive time saver. And so if you're not already doing that, I encourage utilizing ChatGPT on the owner communication side. I also think it provides this consistency, especially if you manage a larger inventory and you have 10 property managers that are overseeing multiple properties, right? Like you never want to sound too automated and having a specific personality is really important. But I do think it provides consistency in the message that you want to deliver, especially if you are talking about data and it's so easy to be confusing and it can help you simplify what your point you're trying to get across. 
The next thing we use ChatGPT for is on the marketing side. And we have been able to, again, export like mass quantities of data and have it analyze our customer profiles and create targeted marketing campaigns. So not only can it write blog posts, but it can say, this is your ideal customer type. This is the method in which you should be communicating with them. And here's the message that you should be sending. So you can export reviews as well. So exporting your own guest reviews, whether that's through your website or through Google, and upload them into ChatGPT and essentially say, like, can you summarize the reviews that I've gotten over the past six weeks and provide me with actionable things that I can do? And it will recognize trends within this review data and help you, one, on the marketing side to know, like, what guests really love and want to come back for. So you can highlight that in your marketing material. But it's also really helpful for your operational side for ongoing issues that you might see that it kind of takes this manual reporting of, okay, we got 10 reviews this week and they were all about this one house and this one stain on the couch that the owner won't fix, right? Like, it can collect all that data and put it in a table for you and you can share it with your team and share it with the owner so they can make those changes. I think like pretty cool use cases. I'm I'm actually really curious though. Listeners, anything that I didn't mention, I wanted to keep it kind of short and sweet and digestible for you to make some quick tweaks on how you're using ChatGPT. I'm very curious as to how you have started to incorporate it into your business please share it. Don't forget to email us at management at hospitality.fm with your ideas or questions. I love to answer a question, right? Or like arguments on, hey, I think that this is not a great way to use ChatGPT and this is a great way. Just curious to hear your thoughts in general. Okay, we have made it to my top takeaways. I would like to come up with a fun name for this segment, but essentially, or TLDR, which I did say last episode, TLDR, if you listen to nothing else, four tips for you. Number one, choose the right tech. Listen to the opinions of those people you trust, whether they are vendors in the industry or whether they are people whose companies you look up to. But know that every single business is different, and that includes yours. So what might work for someone in the industry that you've known for 20 years and they do an incredible job and they love this tech and they would die without it, that doesn't mean it's also going to work for you. Every single business is different. Every team is different. Just choose the right tech based on what's going to work for you. Number two, beware of over-teching which I don't know if that is actually a word or if I coined it during my preparation for this episode. So two ways to know if you're over-teching. Number one, make sure that you know the problem that you are trying to solve for before you choose your technology or before you even start searching for technology. Is there a problem that you are trying to solve for? If the answer is no, think of this as a flowchart. If the answer is no, okay, move on with your day and with your business. If the answer is yes, then start looking into tech solutions for it. Number two, does this software make your life easier or does it make it more complicated? Takeaway number three, TLDR, leverage your PMS effectively. So lean on the existing tech that you have first and make sure that you are getting what you're paying for. That means 
go to the trainings, go to the webinars. If your property management system has a conference, attend the conference. Make relationships with people who use the same property management system you do as well. Get what you pay for and make sure that you're maxing out your property management system as much as you possibly can. And my final tip, automation for efficiency. So I think that there's a lot to be said about automating things just for the sake of automation, right? And then you can almost have so many automations. You're like, what is even happening? There are 15 texts that are getting sent to my guests when they check in and I didn't even mean to do that. Like I just started adding things on top of more things on top of more things. It is possible to automate without compromising your guest experience, right? The other side of that is having zero automation at all and doing everything manually. I am of the opinion that it's possible to automate for efficiency without compromising your guest experience, but I also think that being very intentional and deliberate with those automations is just as important as automation in general. Make sure that you are doing a really, really, really thorough job of understanding each touch point that the guest journey has or that the owner journey has and ensure that when you are creating automations, you're not stacking things on top of each other that might be really old. And I think you can do that by creating a guest journey flowchart. Okay, so I said this earlier in the episode that I do think there is one smart technology that has really made an emergence in our industry in the last year and is almost the vendor that I put as number two for best vendor of the year on the operator roundtable that I was talking about earlier. This company is Sojo. I have been watching Sojo grow over the last year or so. Plus, I have like so much Sojo swag in my house just from going to conferences that I do think that they're a vendor to be on the lookout for. They are automating amenities like no one I have ever seen. Not only is their branding amazing, their team is incredible. This is also um, not a company that we're actively using right now, but is just someone that I've really seen emerge in the industry in the last 18 months or so and have been super, super impressed with and is definitely worth looking at if you're looking into automating amenities, especially if you are operating at scale and are having trouble with keeping and storing your amenities and having them delivered in a timely manner. Look at Sojo. That is my hot take in terms of tech that is worth it for this year. Okay. We had our takeaways. We talked about tech. I said the word tech 400 times. We obviously talked about AI. I am super excited about this episode and really curious to hear your thoughts and really like where you're standing on the tech side of things. Honestly, whether you're a vendor or whether you're an end user, I think there's so much to be said the amount of tech that's out there right now and tools that are worth it, tools that aren't worth it. Send us all your thoughts, comments, like, subscribe, do the list of things that we need you to do to keep listening to the show because we're going to be back next week with episode five, which I know I say I'm excited about it, but I am. I'm just always excited. Color me excited at any time. Thank you guys so much for listening to Workflows and Espressos. I'm so happy that you're here and so happy to be a part of the Hospitality FM Network. See you next week.